Hey, good evening. Welcome. Let's talk to tonight. <clears throat> Dr. Short is here and we're going to discuss France and how it has basically been Africa's F word. For those of you that don't know or can't understand what's going on in France, <laughs> all you have to do is look at the history of France and look at what's been going on, not what they've mainstream media has been telling us. But every so uh, amount of years, like Dr. Short explained to me earlier, they have these riots, uprisings, and uh, this is par for the course and why they have them. Most people may not understand. So Dr. Short is here to join us tonight to explain what's going on with and why is the F word, why is Africa's F word, and what it mm -hmm. continues to do for um people of African descent. What's up, Dr. Short? Uh, bonne nuit, mon ami. Merci beaucoup pour votre introduction pour les people. Uh, <laughs> je veux uh, te donner une petite lecture sur les problèmes de France et le racisme et l'impérialisme et l'exploitation de les continents d'Afrique. Anyway, just to be a nigga, I just did that. It's so cool. Anyway, we're Francis Africa's F word, okay? <laughs> and instead of the F U C K, it's F R A N C E. France is, but France is fucking Africa and has been doing so for quite a while. And it's culminating in the blowback of the French Empire, okay? the l'époque de karma pour l'empire francais. The, it's the epic of, or the epoch of the blowback. France has a global empire that's now an economic empire instead of a physical political empire. Uh, it has an economic empire like the United States does, like England does, the new empires don't require direct colonialism. You can rule people through dominating the economics of their society. Mm. This was perhaps pioneered by the British getting control of the economy of Brazil in the 1800s without ever having to occupy or send troops or soldiers and just benefit and rip off Brazil as long as they could. How did that happen? A very simple example is that when Napoleon invaded Spain because there was a situation there, and it's called the Peninsular Campaign, where Napoleon, I think he put his, his brother on the throne. Oh, my God, the smoke. Put his brother on the throne in uh, Spain, and there was an uprising and all that. And what happened, uh, Napoleon invaded Portugal and Portugal rule rule Brazil, essentially, right? And what ended up happening? The the British helped the rulers of Portugal get to Brazil, the Braganza family. But in exchange for saving their ass from Napoleon, the British basically got a lock on the economy of Brazil. So without ever having to invest in the development or any of that, Britain received all the financial rewards of 
being a colonizer without having to pay. Mm. When um, you have a corrupt or sorry ass African government that's in the pockets of either England or France or the United States, these people end up, I'm talking about the American people, the American corporations end up having the benefits of getting everything out of various countries without having to provide anything. At least when it's a colony, you have to provide administration or you may have to build some infrastructure. You may have to uh, do some things for your colony or your colonist. But when you have an economic, uh, neo-colonial uh, economic situation, you get everything without paying. So you have African countries where France or Britain or America or some other country gets all of the wealth, all of the money, all the proceeds, and the people there get nothing. But they do have a flag. They do have a parliament. They do have a national anthem. And it's not just Africa. That's all our brothers and sisters from the Caribbean who look down on us because they have British education. And you know what? We black Americans may be illiterate and stupid, but we know who the hell we are. These folks feel like oh, I'm a part of France. Je suis un membre de la communauté française. I'm a member of the French community. Well, I'm a member of the British Commonwealth. And we have a queen. Well, they really do have one now that Prince Charles has been charged. Now you definitely got a queen. Um and, and a killer queen at that, like that album by Queen. <laughs> bumped off his wife. Mm -hmm. anyway. Yeah, so most, most people think it's over, you know, as, as one of the brothers said to me, oh, they killed the young black man. And, and this is what they think it's over. And he's, he's not black. He's, he's Algerian. They just released his last name. Look, um, this is what I talked about in the previous space. France has a long history of occupying Africa. France was a major colonial power up until the 1960s. And France still has a few colonies. You have French Polynesia, right? Uh, what's the big place that everybody likes to go? Tahiti is a French colony. New Caledonia is a French colony. In fact, what they're often called is Departement d'Outre-mer. That's a smart, that's their way of saying overseas departments. Those are colonies. So Martinique, uh, Guyane Francaise, French Guyana, and South America, that's an over, over Departement d'Outre-mer. Martinique, Guadeloupe, all of those little places, the so-called French Antilles in the Caribbean, are colonies. They're what they have left. And there's Michel and Mirecon. Mirecon and some other island off of Newfoundland that belongs to France. But France used to have a lot more. And France wasn't able to hold it. At least not politically, but economically. What the French did was they structured it such that they would be able to suck all the life out of most of their colonies. And, you know, <clears throat> make it seem as if they're part of the 
French community, while they don't get much out of it, like the British Commonwealth, the British get all the wealth and they get all the common. <laughs> so let's let's just do this. I did this. I may do this several times because a lot of people uh, are not aware. One thing I know a little bit about is Algeria. It's a country in North Africa. At present, it is the largest country in Africa. It used to be the second largest, but once they split up Sudan, uh, Algeria has well over 900,000 square miles. In fact, let me give you the exact number for all the critical Negroes who don't know how large their own state is. Uh, you know, it's amazing how critical and negative uh, a lot of people are. Um, you know, jump down and scream and holler about, you know, you missed a few thousand. Shit, I'm in the ballpark. What did you know? Um, and if it's not bigger than Congo, let me try my other thing. I know it's nine. It's under a million square miles. I think it's like 960,000 square miles. I could be wrong. So let me look. I don't want to be like most Negroes and traffic in um, inaccurate information. So let me see if I can find it. And here it is. Uh, I don't want that. And I want to look up. Oh, here it is. I'm going to look up Algeria. And it's going to be over 900,000. I used to know all this stuff. And sometimes you just don't remember it all. Um, okay, I'm incorrect. It's 919,595 square miles. So it's just under 920,000 square miles. Um, it must have been Sudan that was about 960. Um, go figure. And Congo, it, Congo is huge too. I think Congo is about 909,000 square miles. But anyway, we don't need to do that. Look, Algeria is rich in oil and other minerals, and it's a good example of what's happening now. So let's do this. The French um, wanted to, um, in the era of colonialism, and even before there was a scramble for Africa, certain certain European countries had already grabbed portions of Africa before the uh, 1885 Berlin Conference. So um, the Spanish had Ceuta, the Portuguese had the Maderas and the Canaries. They had places in Mongolia. They had uh, Lorenzo Marquez, or which is now known as Maputo in Mozambique. They had Luanda, which is in Angola. They had Sao Tome Principe. They certain people already had a presence. Okay, and but the French went into uh, Algeria in the 1830s. One of the things that happened, and we need to remember that the Barbary pirates were in a lot of those cities. These are the people that had had won a fight with the United States, right? From the halls of Montezuma to the to the shores of Tripoli, right? <laughs> Tripoli, all right. These these 
these people in North Africa who knew how to work the seas had had fights over the years with uh, other societies, European uh, nations and so forth. And at a certain point, uh, one of the uh, Algerian rulers smacked the French diplomat in the face with this fly whisk. If you know the fly whisk, remember Eddie Murphy? Yeah. <laughs> That's really nasty something because flies are really germy. You have a fly and you hit someone in the face with it. It's really disrespectful. <laughs> and, you know, at the height of French racism and, oh, I left something out. Let me go. Let me go back and just say we've forgotten, I need to say this, all of those folks are into um, um, into Egyptology and all seem to forget that under France, it was Napoleon, a Corsican, who's from the Mediterranean. Course, as they said in French, Corsica in English, they're, they're not even mainland French, right? So they're a little bit Arab themselves, if just saying that Napoleon in the 1790s invaded Egypt, right? You heard about that. Shot the nose off the Sphinx because the nose looked black. Mm -hmm. And of course, the French with that invasion of Egypt uh, is the beginning of the effort to create the Suez Canal, which is constructed by what the 18... Uh, these dates, I'm thinking it's completed by the 1870s, but would be, damn, please forgive me, folks. Man, I must be sleepy or something. Because <laughs> I, normally I can just rattle this stuff off. Let me get that date so we can, I can have it because I know the, the history, but, and I don't want, I don't want to mess up. I think it's 1869 that the Suez Canal gets completed. And, Yes. Wow. I got it right. I should pat myself on the scrotum. Um, the French started the construction of the Suez Canal in 1859, and they completed it. It's in November 1859. I'm sorry. Wait a minute. It started in April 1859. It was completed in November 1869. I was right. I don't like to guess. A lot of people give out improper information. I'm so black and smart. I'm talking. Everybody just listen to me. I would rather you know what the facts are than me be right. I don't mind saying, hey, yo, I need to look that up. So between 1859 and 1869, the Suez Canal, it started off with the French. The French went bust. The English took it over. Uh, there was some sort of scam that got the uh, Egyptian rulers into debt and the British used the crookery around the construction of the Suez Canal to effectively take over Egypt and rule Egypt through uh, the crooked um, sell out no good Turkish uh, ruling elite. Uh, uh, the last one was uh, King Farouk, but they had a little ruler family that was basically the suck ups for the English people. And they ruled uh, Egypt until like the 1950s when King Farouk got kicked out by the officers' revolt that was led by Gamal Abdel Nasser, the great Egyptian nationalist, 
And of course, we'll come back to that. But that's the beginning of the French going into Africa. They attacked Egypt, tried to take it over. They ended up, what happened, the French, the French army was good, but the French Navy sucked. Sort of like black leadership, the Boule and the CBC. And, um, and what happened, if we recall, the uh, British under Lord Nelson destroyed the French Navy at Trafalgar and on top of it, before Trafalgar, Jess Nelson, uh, Horatio Nelson, one of the greatest British naval uh, leaders, destroyed, just fucked the French up. You see, if you're going to invade a country, if you're going into a foreign country that's far away, you need to have a military supply line, you know, and the French, France being some distance from Egypt and the British having bases and places where they had ships for years were able to jack up the French in Egypt. So the French always had their eyes on getting Africa and having that critical place, uh, the Sinai and all, and having that trade link, and the British British beat them out. But later on, when Napoleon's ass is gone, the French invade Algeria, and they fight with the Algerians from the 1830s into the 1870s, but ultimately conquer Algeria, killing 50% of the population in the process, so a million and a half or more. They basically did genocide on the Algerian people and replaced them with broke ass, no good white people that they had nothing to do for in France. And anybody else that was going to kick around sand niggas was able to come to Algeria. Yeah, you can have this. Oh, yeah. You want that farm? Well, just kill this dune coon over there. And you, it's yours. Right. The same thing they did with the Indians here. Right. And in time, by the uh, early 60s, anywhere from upwards of a million and a half to two million of these people who called themselves Piet Noir, which means black feet, only their feet were black, nothing else. <laughs> so you black, you, I, we want your shit, we don't want you. And so the Algerians were effectively made into slaves. The French, as always, um, they had a system of apartheid and they basically dogged the hell out of the Algerians. They took their land, they ripped them off. They pitted different groups against each other. If you were a, uh, uh, I'm forgetting the term. I Berber is the word we use, but there's another word. And forgive me, I was having this conversation, like, trying to think of the word um, that they use um, for the Berbers. And it's not a very nice word, but they, they're called that. Maybe I should look up the different ethnic groups, but the Algerian society is based on tribes like you have in Libya and other, and and they all they don't all like each other. So people from from the from the Atlas region, like the West Atlas region, don't like the people from the East Atlas region. The people from the South of the country that are black are seen as the trash because they're black. Surprise, surprise. And it's Arabs and black people. What did you expect? They don't like us. Um, the French played all of this up. And at the same time, the French offered an opportunity for certain people to sort of, if people really kissed ass and really learned French culture and sort of, you know, you know, I'm going to play off my, my being Arab. I'm not going to wear no shit on my head. And I'm going to, 
I'm going to cut my beard off and not let people know I'm a Muslim. If I sort of be secular and don't talk about Allah and Muhammad, peace be upon him, I can kind of pass myself off as being sort of close to French, right? And over time, certain Algerians try to get social reform. And they even had little groups that were, you know, if we just scratch our head and we might smile at the French, they'll be nice to us. And this very ugly term for such people, which means Uncle Tom in, uh, in Algerian parlance, which is Benny Wee Wee. We're not talking about a penis, but Benny Wee Wee. These were the people who just did whatever white people said, trying to get tight with them. And of course, it never they, they quite white. They want to be white, huh? Yes, they wanted to be white, or at least French. <laughs> and these Algerians, eventually, um, there's a split like what needs to happen in the Black community. There's a split between the uh, the version of the boomers that would think if we just kiss enough white ass, enough French white ass with bread under their arms, that they'll be cool. And it never quite happened. <laughs> Exactly. Eight, about 80 years ago, the Algerians who were tired of being mistreated, something really bad happened. And uh, the Algerians got mad and they went and they killed some white people. And the French, uh, um, Satif, it's a Satif massacre. Um, and um, Excuse me. It's 1945. So just around the time of the end of the Second World War, so forgive me, 78 years ago. Yeah, June 26, 1945 is when it ended. Mm. 70, 78 years ago, the French got angry at what these people did. And um, the uh, these Algerians, let me read it to you. Satith and... Guelma massacre was a series of attacks by French colonial authorities and Piet Noirs, right? Their, their version of rednecks, settler militias on Algerian civilians in and around the market town of Satif, west of Constantine in French Algeria. In response to the French police firing on demonstrators at a protest the 8th of May, 1945. Riots in the town were followed by attacks on French settlers and the surrounding countryside, resulting in 102 deaths. The French colonial authorities and European settlers retaliated by killing between six and 30,000 Muslims in the region. Okay, you know, six is it's, they killed as they they killed as many people as they could. That's the French and the Algerians. So basically. The army, along with the white trash, got together and just said, let's kill Sandings. And that was sort of the beginning of the Algerians really no longer wanting to follow the Benny Wee Wees and the weak people that just says, we just work with the French, it's going to work out. Think about it. The French in, in June of 1944, July, were liberated from the Nazis, right? By the Allies and all that. And you always see the ugly Charles de Gaulle walking down the Champs-Élysées waving. But these French were not going to do 
for the other people in the empire, what they're going to do for the white French. And the mm -hmm. Algerians, Al Algeria had the largest number of French people outside of France anywhere in the world. And Algeria was not seen as Africa. In fact, under the French colonial policy, they would say, Algeria is integral de France. Algeria is integral to France. It is France. It's, in other words, they're going to act like all the sand niggas weren't there. Like Africa, Europe, because I'm white and a gun, I have a gun and I say so. So what ultimately happens is that a movement for liberation emerges, which is happening all over the world following World War II. By the 1950s, there's a group called FLM, uh, Front pour la Libération. No, no, wait a second. FLM, yes. Front de Libération Nationale, the National Liberation Front, right? Mm -hmm. It's put together by a group of Algerians that wanted the French out and were willing to use armed force to kick the French out. And again, since the French are hated, by the people in Egypt in particular, let me just interject, this rebellion that starts off small, about 1954, 55, it's small. But then what's happening is in 55, 54, 55, when the Egyptian uh, free officers take over the government and king out, kick out King Farouk, the little fat, no good, greasy playboy who was running Egypt for the British. Nasser, who's an Arab nationalist, they start helping. They start providing weapons to the Algerians because they want to kick the white people out. Nasser didn't like white people. This is why you don't ever hear people talk about him for all of his fault. He's, he's an Arab that didn't like white people, tired of white people. Okay, my kind of error. Anyway, there are not too many of them. Usually they're trying to kiss white people's ass. I hate black people too. You know, you can steal all my oil, right? So what happens? Uh, with Nasser helping the National Liberation Front in Algeria, and then Nasser as head of state in Egypt, what does he do? because he can't get loans or help from anybody because he's an Arab nationalist and, you know, he's talking smack to Jews and that's never cool when you want help from Western cultures, right? Because the banking situation and more. He decides because the Suez Canal, over 100,000 Egyptians died building the Suez Canal. That's incredible loss of life. Whew. And... Uh, and Egypt wasn't really getting anything out of the canal on its territory. All the money was going to the English and others. They didn't even allow the people who were Egyptian to really do anything of significance on the canal. So basically, it was a white country club <laughs> infrastructure project where <laughs> they didn't want Arabs or dogs. So Nasser nationalizes the Suez Canal. Israel, which hates Nasser, France that hates Nasser, <laughs> for Algeria and this shit because they were co-owned the Suez Canal. 
and England, Macmillan, <laughs> these folks um, hated Nasser, I'm trying to think of this dude, who um, who came after Winston Churchill. Uh, the name will come to me. Hold on, let me get his name. Um, and I should know, I know these people's names. It's not like I don't know, um, but let me just get this devil's name. Hold on. I'm going to get the British Prime Minister's name, who's a total racist. Um, uh, this dude went in, got with the French. Let me get this uh, English head of state. Please forgive me, y'all. I have to do this now and then. I'm doing lots of pieces of information, as you know. Anthony Eden. Anthony Eden was the British Prime Minister. He hated Nasser. He hated black people. He was racist. And Nasser didn't walk around with his hat in his hand and scrump and kiss white ass. And certain white people don't like people who have dignity that are not white. They, they don't abide it. You can be the nicest, sweetest person in the world. They think that everyone's supposed to be under them. So Anthony Eden, along with the French head of state, and along with uh, the head, I think Ben Gurion, who's head of state in Israel, if it's not him, it's one of them. It's close to it, damn it. They attacked the Suez Canal. They're able, because they have better weaponry and everything than Egypt does, to take certain things. However, there's a new country that's in charge of the world following the, end, the dispensation of the Second World War. And that's President Dwight D. Eisenhower who poo-pooed on the attack. And the Russians, of course, didn't like it. So you have the world's two biggest powers, Russia, faking like they care about people in the global South and America. Like, you didn't even ask me if you could slap around the house, nigga, without talking to me. I'm the big person, right? So Britain and France lose out on the Suez thing. They have to withdraw. United Nations folks are, you know, put in there. But ultimately... How do you think Nasser felt about France after they invaded Egypt? And they killed quite a few Egyptians in um, Suez and uh, Port Said and other places. So a lot more weapons started ending up to kill French people in Algeria because Nasser's like, <laughs> okay. So all of that to say that you have a very violent civil war that's protracted. The Civil War is so serious. Uh, or should I say the revolution in Algeria is so serious it br almost brings France to having a civil war. It toppled certain governments. In fact, they had to bring Charles de Gaulle, leader of the Free French. He had to be brought back to power, someone that all the French people could get behind because the country was really pissed off. Those Piet Noir, the white trash people that were in Algeria, they didn't want anything to change because it suited them just fine to dog out the Algerians. And while this is going on, you have to understand that the French in Algeria uh, were just massacring, killing anybody that they want to, in particular men above the age of 10. And all the French killed maybe at least a million and a half Algerians. Wow. Between 1955, 1954, and 1962. They even had a um, 
They even had a Ku Klux Klan type group called the OAS, uh, Organisation Something Secret. I forget what uh, I, I forget what the A stands for, but it's like a it's a secret society that would go around bombing the shit out of Algerians, just killing people, and you know nobody gets caught because it's. French intelligence people and others who just want to kill people to get back at them over the civil war. And of course, the Algerians have the Battle of Algiers, where they're having women who they don't search because of Islamic custom, taking bombs into areas and blowing up restaurants and discotheques and so forth to fight them. <laughs> and uh, in a nutshell, uh, France, uh, they have a vote in Algeria and the Algerians vote to leave. And so the French rednecks, the Piet Noirs and all, they leave Algeria, but, but not before destroying everything of value. So the people would start at zero. And some of the people killing Algerians, remember I told you that they're tribes. Some people hated one another before the French came along, like black people can't get together. I'm, nigga, I'm going to cut you. I don't care about the Nazis. I don't care about George Bush. I don't care about slavery. I just hate you. Which is how, like, brotherfucker black men, they just hate other black men. They don't hate oppression or racism or lack of reparations. And maybe some of the bitches out there watching, a lot of black men are bitches. They'd rather shoot, like, 30 people shot in Baltimore no killer cop ever has to worry about his life around most black men who would never touch a white man that mass killed black people. But they would shoot. They'd shoot a baby in a baby carriage if they didn't like the mama. I said, man, she shouldn't, he shouldn't have been in there when I shot. Right, there'd be some justification for killing the baby. And they have a justification for not standing up to white men either. Well, man, I'd be by myself. Shit, Malcolm was by himself. King was by himself. I thought you were RBG. <laughs> and that should stand for real big gay because there's nothing gangster about most black men that can't come together y'all bitches, y'all have always been bitches you're gonna die bitches I'm saying that yes, bitch ass black men brotherfuckers, backstabbers liars, wanna fuck your boys, woman and shit <laughs> wanna screw your baby sister because you're such a baller <laughs> can't afford to buy a blow pop and you're a lover let me move on. Back to Algeria. The Algerians that stabbed their own people in the back were known as Harkis. Harkis were like the thugs, the gangsters, the soldiers that dogged their own people. Sort of like black cops. The ones that like, man, I'm going to give my pension, nigga. I'll shoot you. You're not going to embarrass me in front of my white partner. Fuck it. I'll kill you. I'll shoot your whole family. I'll, man, I'll put a gun on you. Right? Yeah, you, know, you do know, black police, they're like even worse. I just hate all niggas, man. Shit, man, this this Glock don't have enough bullets for how I feel about me, right? Those kinds of Algerians had to leave. Okay. And so the Harkis and the Benny Wees, they moved to Algeria. I mean from Algeria to France. And they become the core of an underclass of Arabs. <laughs> in France, and they've been a permanent underclass in France since the 1950s. And this younger generation of them 
don't see any hope because shit refuses to change. Now, let's go back to July, June, July, 1944, where France is liberated by the Allied forces because of the D-Day invasion that we just celebrated a few weeks ago. France is in ruins because of French resistance, la resistance française, and the Maquis. The Maquis are the sellout pro-Nazi, anti-Black, anti-Jewish French that were against French standing up to Germans. Do what their fucking Kraut says. Stop thinking about your country. They're in charge now, right? You had French that were killing out the French people for not kissing German people's asses. Don't think it's just black people that have lots of traitors and coons. It's part of human nature that they're people who need their fucking heads split in two, who are against the advancement of their group. The French had them too. So the Maquis are killing people and destroying stuff. The French resistance is killing shit. Then the American, you know, Air Force, the British Air Force, they're bombing the shit out of stuff. And then the Germans says, you know, shit, since we're losing, let's just fuck up everything since we can't control it anymore. So France is blown to shit at the end of the Second World War. And the French say, okay, what are we going to do? We're in tatters. Ooh. It's nigger time, like Miller time for beer. If you've got the time, we've got the beer. <laughs> okay, if you've got the weapons, we've got the niggers. The French decided, because they also lost a lot of people, in order for France to be rebuilt, we should invite um, certain people from the French colonies who can be cheap labor to help build shit so we can get more bang for our buck out of this damn um, Marshall Plan money. <laughs> so you begin to get people to come to France and they get exploited and discriminated against. They get shitty jobs and all, and they do the stuff that nobody wants. Or if they do something that's high, that's very important, like nursing, they don't get paid, but you pay white people. And that's just, and the French have been fucking these people ever since. And it accelerates, right? Algeria gets its independence, right? But prior to that, I think in 19, yeah, in the 60s, I think in one year alone, the French let about 12 of their so-called former possessions go in 1964, right? And, of mm -hmm. course, they let Ivory Coast and Guinea go in 1956 or 58. 58 I, think it's, it's, I think it's 56. The same time that they begin to see a problem with Algeria and the French don't feel like fighting everybody, right? They, just, they, they decide to start letting these African countries go. <clears throat> but, but with the deal, the deal that they have, the deal that they have is that you join the community Francaise where the French people basically control the economics of your country because they know how to handle shit better than you do. I mean, you, you know about the rap game and how the managers just fuck yeah. over the talent. That's what Africa got with independence. Dance, dance for me, nigga. <laughs> yeah. And, and they have dance fever like shit. Okay, when did it become independent? Let me pick the year. I, I know it's either 56 or 58. 
please pardon me for, I mean, I just want to give you the, okay, it's 1958 for Guinea. I think it's 1956 for Ivory Coast because you see pictures of Martin Luther King. Maybe maybe it's 58 for Ivory Coast too because Martin Luther King goes to the, uh, the independence celebration for Ivory Coast with Richard Nixon. And you'll see pictures of Martin Luther King and Nixon together. Let me get this. Okay, it's it's 1958, both countries. I was wrong by two years. See, I don't mind telling you when I'm, it's not accurate. I'll stop and check myself. I hate giving bad information. So Algeria gets its independence and in the 60s, but the French began to uh, offload these African countries because what's happening in 1955 is you have Mau Mau where the Africans are like killing at least a few white people in Kenya. The British are fighting in uh, Malaysia. And of course the French from the 1940s until 1954 are fighting the Vietnamese and get defeated at Dien Bien Phu where the Vietnamese whip the shit out of them with the help of the Chinese running their artillery. The French <laughs> being broken by the Second World War and having to borrow money from America and pay America back, even though America's giving them weapons, they're making their asses pay for it. Not like this Ukrainian shit. There's some crooked-ass shit going on in Ukraine. When the white folk give all them guns and shit away for free, there's got to be some payback, some shit on the table. You can't make me not believe that. But anyway, let me stay. Let me stay. Let me not go anywhere. Okay. So, the French, having been like got the shit, they lost a hundred thousand or more soldiers fighting the Vietnamese. The Vietnamese ripped their ass. <laughs> the French were not in a position to fight all these, you know, spear chucking Africans throughout the continent. So you start letting them go. And the case of Ivory Coast, that's a country that's basically they had Houphouet Boigny. He's a, uh, a bootleg MC who was head of state from like 1958 until like, uh, what? Into the 2000s, he was still there. That, I mean, that nigga was drinking formaldehyde for coffee and shit. And he didn't give up, right? Until he had to come out. Now, look, Guinea had Seiko Touré. He's probably the only African that was like telling the French to go to hell, right? They gave him independence, or and, and what happened, Charles de Gaulle let their ass go, but because he didn't want to be a part of the French community, the French, they ripped the phones and light fixtures. They just they took everything to make certain Africans had nothing. And it's sort of like a woman, if you break up with her, she starts destroying stuff, smash all the furniture, set the house on fire. You don't want my cooch. I just destroy, I'll show you what a bitch I can be, right? That's what the French did to Guinea. The other African countries, the more sucker-like ones, all thought, hey, we're going to get independence and just be welcome into the family of nations. You know how Africans think America's free and shit and they don't want to hear anything you tell them? Those Africans signed on for a fucked up deal where the French get 60% of their gross mm. earnings every fucking year. And they get to tell them what to do with the other 40%. And these people have to pay their asses in dollars. So they get reparations. Yeah, <laughs> they, yeah, they get they reparations, pay reparations for, to the oppressors. for enslaving their ass. Well, the French did that with Haiti, if you mm -hmm. recall. Mm -hmm. So the African countries are paying reparations for being niggas. 
<laughs> to the people that it's like. And so when they come here with a fucked up attitude, you shouldn't show any respect. You should just say, mm, I'll respect you when you guys don't give six tenths of your money to people that hate you. Then you can show me your ass. So you need to understand that the countries in Africa, not only did they sign on with this fucked up deal, but the French did everything they could to destroy any real independence movements among Africans. In many instances, killing off the real leaders, um, having the movements, whole movements, wiped out, exterminated, jailed, exiled. That way there would only be crooked ass people that let the French take whatever the hell they wanted with no questions. And so that's basically the African boulet. So this, so so Dr. Short, this this riot uprising, it just basically needs a wick every time, and it just this no, is something this that's happens gonna... all the this 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 happens. The problem is America does not cover French news. You don't get real news. Uh, the last 10, 15 years, there's no real news here. You don't know what the fuck is going on. Um, and uh, under Ofaga, the person that all these coons voted for Obama, they had the Smith-Munt Act where uh, the United States under Obama, he signed into law, the CIA and everybody get to lie to the public about the news. It's legal. It's lawful. And Obama made it law. And so all you uh, fake-ass black people that voted for Obama and you wonder why the news... You you voted and supported the person that did that. You also voted for the person who refused to do anything about racial terrorism and racists and white hate groups infiltrating the law enforcement in the United States. Obama blocked that shit, too. You supported it. You still blindly like Obama and his very strange wife, Manchel. <laughs> um, so the we don't get the news and every now and then, and it has to really be bad. But there are killings all the time, police murders of people in France and England all the time. Those are the two countries with the largest black populations. And you don't hear about it. Except for it, like you had the Tottenham riots in 2011. You remember that? They rioted all over England. The police shot a black man, killed him, and the people burnt in England for weeks the french two boys were killed running from the police in 2005 there were riots for three weeks in france all over france and also into belgium which has a huge black and arab population and i'm building to something in cameroons all the true patriots that wanted to free the country were exterminated or exiled and they put in their man and the Central African Republic, they did that. They did that. They, exter they had the head person whose name was Buganda killed in the Central African Republic. They had the head of state in uh, Togo killed. They had the head of state in Mali killed. They tried to kill Seiko Touré. Um, they've had people blown away in Chad and blown away <laughs> in Burkina, unless you were their person. And so if you're taking almost all the money and you give them a worthless currency called the CFI or CFA, Central Financia African, it's sort of like a monopoly money printing press. 
for African countries that don't even want to receive that money from each other. It's almost valueless. Let me check. I think it's about six or seven hundred to the goddamn dollar. Let's do a conversion right now. Damn. Show you what these goddamn French are doing to the African people. And and France has a huge gold reserve. All of a lot of those countries in Africa that are that are supposedly broke are gold rich. The French buy the gold <laughs> probably in CFA. <laughs> <laughs> Like the French will lend these people money and their currency and demand that they pay them in dollars. You get that? Wait, 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 let me just sit down and do that. If I lend you, let me just do this. I'm going to just do this, show you how. And Africans go for this shit. I mean, the only worst trade in history was them selling our asses for gin, guns, and beads. Look at how I fucked up Africa. They're still doing it. Africans just sorry as shit in terms of negotiating. They'd be all difficult and such to our people. Let me show you what it is. I'm going to do a conversion. I'm going to hold it up so you can look at it. Look at the conversion. <laughs> a seventeenth of a thousand. <laughs> That's what their money that the French let them have is worth. It's not even a hundred to one. So it's so let me see. What is it right now? Let me put a number in here. Um I'm gonna put in I'm gonna put a hundred US dollars. A hundred US dollars. Is sixty thousand, and let me make certain I got this right. Yep, sixty thousand one hundred and twenty-five of theirs. Wow. Okay, so imagine that <laughs> the French—they'll give them sixty thousand, but they'll want it back in dollars which means that the French have systematically made certain that the countries can never pay their debts, can never keep up, and that they still have to give 60% of their money every year to the white people who just hold it for their own good. But how are you holding my money for my own good, but you don't tell me what you do with it, where it goes? In other words, the African countries are making the French live good. Yeah. And the French don't do that to the Arab countries the same way nobody tries to make the Arab countries accept LGBTQ the same way they're trying to shove it down the throat of black African countries. And black Africans, sub-Saharan Africans have no idea. And they haven't figured out white supremacy. People hate you. Not just we mixed breed offshoot outcasts <laughs> or Negroes. I work with Kenyans. They say, you guys aren't. You're just Negroes. Okay. We we got rid of you. You guys were our trash. Well, so I, need you to, I need you to I need you to hold some money for me, Doctor. Matter of fact, you hold it. When I got to pay my bills, I'll let you know I got to pay my bills. Just it's no, in your they pocket. don't. They don't. They, they don't give it to them. So imagine the French have been taking their money since about 1964. That's 59 years of taking their fucking money. Economic slavery. But they accept it. But you know what? They're better than you. They can speak French and get an ugly white woman and look down on you, right? I mean, my country has a flag in the parliament. 
We don't I'm a control cotta. bullets. I'm a cotta. When I come to America, you you a cotta. Oh, okay, so anyway, no, no disrespect. So look, if you have dictators there that are crooked and brutal, that do all kinds of stuff, but the the French and the Americans and other people make money, then the people who come up there that want to live a little better or at least have something. And they've been told how wonderful and great France is and how there's egalité, fraternity, whatever, liberté, whatever the fuck. You know the fuck, the French mind. Then they go to France and they get shell shot when they find out they're not a part of the French community, that you're khaki, uh, their word for, or neg, nigger, right? <laughs> they find they're shell shot and the police beat their asses, dog them. They live in segregated areas called banlieues. These are like outside of Chicago, the towns like Harvey that they've driven the black people out of Chicago as they build up Ofaga's presidential library, which is a sacrilege. He doesn't deserve a library. In fact, if he had one, he'd probably be screwing men in the stacks. That's how I feel. <laughs> okay. So mm. these people have moved to France for generations and increasingly so as uh, what happened with the oil crisis. First, let's do one thing that uh, Sahel, the Sahel in Africa, in the early 70s got hit by a massive drought that killed hundreds of thousands of people. That seriously destabilized the country and that was followed by the oil crisis. And every country needs energy and if you're using the CFA, which is like several hundred to the dollar, and the oil is pegged to the dollar, then your whole economy is blown out just to have energy to try to develop or compete. You're screwed. Not to mention that England and France did something very interesting. When they controlled those colonies, they gave them a better price for their commodities because a lot of these countries are just agricultural. They produce, they're extractive. They either have minerals or they have a cash crop like cocoa, coffee, sugar, right or they've got um iron or gold that's just telling me about nigeria there, how they outsource yeah, well, I, nigeria is, is is oil is the principal thing but they, you know so these countries are agrarian uh the population is growing fast the african countries all of them uh, disagree with the world's global population growth thing so the white nations decided to create war and other things to kill off Africans. And shortly behind the uh, United States' national security memorandums, 199 and 200, where all these wars and weapons start showing up in Africa. Then all of a sudden the climate goes fucked up where Africa doesn't have any rain. If you don't think these people can fuck with other, you are stupid. Then all these <laughs> dictators. So Africa was doing well. At one point, Africa's economies were doing better than the places in Asia or Latin America. And did you think that made white people happy? As Kamala Harris says, no. So the weather gets bad. They start lowering the price in the commodities. Because remember the United States now having a recession at the time of Richard Nixon because all this money spent in Vietnam and all this other kind of stuff, right? So you have all these problems. And then you have the oil crisis that comes right behind the drought which fucks up all the currencies and makes the price of energy go up. It makes all the African countries go broke. Plus, with the price of everything going up, the price of manufacturing, smelting, and use, so people can't buy your shit. 
So, and then the Arab countries, which are supposedly Africans, friends, and all these Negroes who call themselves Muslims, did the brother Muslims give you guys a deal on oil? Mm. Hugo Chavez, as a Catholic, helps Haiti out. In fact, left something so Haitians could have oil because he was in solidarity with them. The Arabs charged their fellow Muslim Africans the same price as the rich white countries that were fucking them over which dogged the African economies. And there was something else that was created in 1945, the World Bank International Monetary Fund, which is created to cripple and handicap and enslave all the nations in the world that they didn't like. So they could never give free or have their own point of view. You know, sort of like a kid at home whose parents won't let you have a summer job, won't let you go to school. Well, and and you and you will cut your allowance if you speak up to us. So, have you ever met a rich person whose parents had all the money, and their parents really made them know, "I'm rich, you're poor, you're nothing. I'll, I'll disinherit you. You can't speak up to me. And if I say you have to go out with the ugly Catholic girl, you'll do it. I'm your father. Well, screw her." turn around, but you're going to marry her because her family does business with mine and their daughter's too ugly to unsaddle on anyone else, right? That same sort of situation. So the IMF and all these people in these African countries get broke, right? And they create what's called structural adjustment programs. <laughs> and SAPs, it should be sucking Aryan penis. <laughs> That's and, and the structural adjustment programs, basically, the white countries told the African countries that they could not do things for their people. You can't provide services. You can't, pro you can't afford it. You can't afford health care. We say so. And you need to privatize your economy. Stop, having, stop guaranteeing people jobs. <laughs> In fact, let us take over. Let some other companies with capital we can run. So basically, give us your country or starve. Sort of like they're saying, if you want food aid, you better let people fuck each other in the ass. You better kill babies if you want this genetically modified wheat I'm going to send you. And that's basically what they're trying to do with Uganda now. No, they're, 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 shit, they're under sanctions. I, I send money to Uganda. You know, my wave, I tried to send some money to help a friend and the account was held up. I had to give all my information. So that had never happened before. They, the sanctions are already there and they have more to come. The longer they stand up, they're not ready to teach those boys how to put lubricant up their ass because Mr. White Man said so. We'll show you hard-headed Africans. I mean, what's it to you? You guys got such big schlongs anyway. How could you think you could keep it all to yourself, right? <laughs> the mindset of these racist people. All right, so how does this come to France? What I'm trying to say to you is they have the strong men. Uh, you had Bermidian, not Bermidian, uh, Bourguiba. And let me get this guy's name in Tunisia. You had a series of strong men that, 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 that kissed the French people's asses who they allowed to get rich as long as they allowed as long as they allowed the French to get everything you can have all you want you can be a super rich man just don't 
be a nationalist. Don't care about your people like Malcolm X or Dr. King or you get whacked. Only like yourself, which is why a lot of black middle class and successful people are selfish. They don't get involved. They've learned if you help the next black person, whereas the Hispanics and everybody else can help each other, but not black people. You have to be against it. Only help yourself. That's the path to success. Let me get this bastard's name. For Tunisia, another French country, and there are a lot of Tunisians in France. Let me get this bastard's name. Okay, first there was this guy um, who came in, Bargiba. Okay, Habib Bargiba. He was in, and you know, the French kind of like in 1956. This dude was in for a very long ass time. And then when his ass stepped down, they had, a, they had another dude named uh, Ben Ali, whose ass got kicked out in 2011. I was in Tunisia within two months of this man being kicked out. And Ben Ali was in for 24 years. So you had Borgiba, and now you have somebody new. I don't know who's running Tunisia, and I'm not paying. But I know he hates black people. He may have said something racist within the last two, three months. All of these French places had these asshole-type rulers, and the French like it like that. And whenever anybody pisses the French off too much, they get rid of them. The French put in leadership to micromanage the countries to steal resources. For example, I have a buddy I met in Libya. Uh, his name is uh, Dr. Umar Mariko. I believe he's either in France or in jail or something, but he should have been president of Mali, but he didn't want to kiss the French people's asses. So you know what? His ass, you have to go to jail. You are not going to have black freedom in Africa. I'm white, French, and I can get a person, another tribe, black to blow your head off. And I said so. So the miserable ass people in Africa who are educated or their tribe is in power. And so you have this dictator. I just hate everybody from the northern part of the country. So fuck y'all. We're going to just kill everybody like you. Like what happened in Chad. Okay. I just don't like them. Fuck them kill them, steal this shit, and and I'm getting help from France as long as I'm kissing their ass. And then when the French got tired of him, they helped the people in the north, kick out the people in the south. And that's the French to go back and forth, right? It's like a woman screwing two men that pay child support. And <laughs> one day, one guy's come is better than the other, then it switches back, depending on how she feels. Like a lot of, France is bipolar, like a lot of pork chop feminists. These miserable Africans were tired of war, disease, and they've been told France is heaven on earth. They moved to France and they're now a permanent underclass. And it's shocking as hell when they find out that there's no merit, there's no real merit in France and that you don't really belong there. And you're a nag or a khaki, which is a word for monkey, right? Or, uh, and they don't like you. And you're harassed by the police and they try to keep you in your area. And the first time I was in France, I was in France 40 years ago last month. And I know it's like for the police to harass. I was a teenager. Um, in fact, the police were going to grab me and throw me in a truck with a whole bunch of Africans. But I had an American passport. Ooh, excuse moi. Yeah, racist. But they would just round their Africans' asses up. I'd never seen a shit like that. I mean, they were like doing slave catcher shit. I saw this as a teenager. I was 18 years old, watching the French chasing people around. 
point machine guns at people, taking their money and shit. I, that was 40 years ago. I was a teenager. What is that shit now? Mm. <laughs> okay, so with all that to say, we need to put something else. As much as they say French of others, that's not translating until recently a population increase. France's population is beginning, it's almost at replacement, and that's because there are a lot of black and Arab dudes fucking the hell out of French women, and they're having a lot of kids. And so France is becoming both more and more Muslim and more and more black and brown. And the big mistake the French made, they hate the Algerians, the others so much. They hate them so much until the Arabs and the blacks get along. That shit sounds foreign to a black American. That Arabs don't hate you just at sight. I mean, that's the other thing that blew my mind when I was in Algeria. The, the Arabs kept being nice to me. I'm thinking, don't you hate me? <laughs> people just being nice, touching, like, shit, don't you hate black people? And the guys look at me like, huh? So I always tell people, I was at the Eiffel Tower and this really nice cat, can I take your picture? How much of five? That's okay. For and so he's really nice. Do so you like the picture? He says, yes, sir. He says, are you Algerian? He says, yes. Yeah. Why? Says, you seem so nice. Well, we're nice. He says, white people must really be terrible because I'm not used to Arabs being nice to black people. And he says, they're awful to us, man. They just beat us. So the French police and other people, they just fuck up the black people there. And I'm certain some of the people like them. And of course, there's some French women that want some dick. They're always people that want to fuck us. Damn, because black people are beautiful. Even folks whose parents sit down, you don't get any black penis. You will not. You put the parents said you that. Mm. First thing we do is run a party, just like <laughs> throw you left. I mean, want to do Air Jordan with your with your high heels and shit. Just take this post to my dad. They never let me do anything, right? So there's a huge number of interracial babies. If you go to Belgium, you go to Netherlands, you go to Sweden. And they're like they're walking the kids a little wine and shit, like uh, at least they have all these kids in the sun. You've seen it when they're walking around the road. You'll see a lot of mixed kids. And then these African women who worship white men, they're dying to have a kid that they don't have to buy skin lightener for because they don't like being dark. They're having kids with the white men who basically, you know, I don't know, they're probably tired of all the sauces and quiches and shit and rather eat some African food and some African pussy. And they may have kids with a black woman. And the black woman run after the ugliest white, then at least he's white. So you've got all of these mixed race people, all these African people, you have all, all these people that are fucking. And also you have people from the French uh, Department d'Outre-mer, New Caledonia, Tahiti, right, in the Pacific. Then you got French Guiana in South America. You got, right, Martinique, Guadeloupe. And you have hundreds of thousands of these people who are French Caribbeans who are black. They're miserable and they get fucked over and they riot every so many years too. They were rioting in 2018 because the police shot and killed someone. So the French have increasingly uh, copied American policing, not that they needed us to teach them. <laughs> and in particular, the French since 2005 began to do more mass incarceration as well, they've been try trying to deport 
Africans. They would just round motherfuckers up. You didn't see the video where the people in the church, the French police kicked in the door of the church, <laughs> and they would wrap these niggas up in cellophane and shit and send them back to Africa. Okay, this is really happens. I mean, literally, grab the I mean, they, they put had those motherfuckers in saran wrap to make certain that they didn't get loose. Wrap those motherfuckers and send them back to Africa and shit. Oh, it's saran wrap. <laughs> it's saran wrap. Hey, you guys in the chat, uh, if anybody has if, any if they have questions, so let's kick it. We can kick it. And by the way, let's do a commercial. Right. This talk was brought to you by Dr. Randy Short and. I just did a long intellectual one, and that was gruesome. No cussing or jokes. It was no fun. So we, we're going to like joke our way to this one. But I absolutely want your support. Um, like, I know you know I collect books. And part of how I keep up is buying books and researching, having it in papers. Yeah, I Dr. want your Dr. support. Short's cash app is uh, Dr. Randy Short. Dr. Randy Short. With, you know, anybody that know cash app, put the dollar sign. Yeah, DR so uh, dollar Short. sign DR Randy Short, or you can PayPal me at uh, wrandyshort at gmail.com or Zell me at my email, which is wrandyshort at gmail. It would be appreciated. I have two baskets my Abe's book basket and my uh, thrift book basket. And I sent you a link. Did you see that book? You need to put it up on the French Legacy of Slavery. I think I sent it to you. You need to share that. That's a good book that people should have. And I need to get it. But you know, they're asking like 30 some odd dollars for the damn book. Just to keep up with the information, information cost. Information cost. And France is another thing that the French do. The French are very keen. They don't like to be called racist. I was having a conversation with a French human rights activist and I told him that he was racist and France was racist. And uh, I said, yes, of course you're racist and so is your country. And he says, well, why would you say this? I says, well, do you, do you think that the people in Bouake, Bouake is a city in Northern Ivory Coast, that the people in Bouake should benefit from the resources that are come from the region of Bouake. He said, hmm. yeah. Do you want the people in Bouake to have the resources that come from the region of Bouake if it meant diminishing your standard of living in France? He said, no. I says, then you, my friend, are racist. For you to live off the suffering of the people in Bouake and yet not want them to stop suffering because it may demand something of you means that you're comfortable with those people being exploited to your benefit. That is racism, sir. It isn't saying racial slurs or not liking people. It's not designed for people to live with human dignity and self-respect, which you don't want. When it's really practical and applied to your life, you're against it. That's how racists are. I'm an American. I'm an expert on racism. Mm -hmm. We haven't taught since. Fuck him. <laughs> so France would be nothing without stealing from Africa. The same way America would be nothing if black people simply boycotted and did stuff, which no, is no why I'm criticized. Yeah, what's the question? 
He said, is there any African country that's kicking France in the ass? Well, recently the president of Congo went off on Macron. That's a hopeful sign, but that's not definitive. Just a um, copy of the book in the chat for everyone that wants to, that's interested. It's called Pheasants and Frenchmen, <clears throat> The Modernization of Rural France. There's another one I thought I sent you. Um, uh, that's okay. Look, I, uh, it, it's another book. I'll send it. If there is a book called The Legacy of Slavery or something in France, and forgive me, I can't see it because I have it in this phone. I don't have my computer here. Uh, a country standing up to France, African, that's telling France no. Mali is telling the French to get their soldiers out. Mali's doing that now. So Mali is leading the charge right at this moment. Mali is rich in everything, uh, but uh, the French have soldiers that the French need to get them out. Um, huh. That's a hard-ass question. <laughs> Look, no, <laughs> typically no. Africans, with all due respect, their leadership suck the rectums of white people. But the Africans come here, and often they're the children of families of the dictators of stealing, have a really shitty attitude towards Black Americans. But if you really found out where they're from or what they're about, it's, 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 not, it's not a very good scene. And no, I don't hate Africans, uh, but we got to call shit what it is. No, Africans aren't really pushing back like they could. There's more, but it's nowhere near enough. Curious child, I'm trying to understand your question. You said a white woman hear about reparations. Just write your question over if you don't, you don't mind. I don't know if you if it was a statement or not. <clears throat> uh, they said they wanted a white woman in reparations. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if it was. Well, a question that, I guess or that's not. like thirty acres in the mule. I I can. I think I get it. Well, if that's your reparations, a check and a white woman. Um, well, to each his own. Another question, Dr. Short. What is the name of the French academic paper you have mentioned in a few interviews regarding the three classifications of men? I didn't say there's an article. There's a book by Goubineau. G-O-B-I-N-E-A-U. Buy it. It's on Amazon. It's cheap. It's called an essay on the inequality of man, or essay sur la inégalité de classe humaine. I believe that's the proper title in French. It's on Amazon. Um, it's not an essay; it's a book. It's right there on Amazon. It shouldn't be more than twenty dollars. This is what Doctor Short do with the donations, everybody. He. <laughs> If you guys seen his library, you, you you know it's real. It's you know it's <laughs> he's a he's an average. Well, this actually you saw my dad's library. Most of my stuff is in storage. One of these days, I'm going to have my own house, and then I will. I mean, this is my dad's stuff. I have, I have quite a few. I may have about um, I may have about. Uh, uh, several hundred books here, but in, 
Maybe Ms. I have. Velasquez said, "I collect. I collect books like most women collect shoes." Well, continue right. to read, reading, reading. Um, I'm an avid reader myself, and Doctor Short is a historian and an avid yeah. reader. But I, and you, you can't go wrong buying books and information and, and being yeah. abreast on what's going on. And so you, my 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 books and storage, I may have about seven to ten thousand books. Wow. So this it's 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 like I just have, but you. Eventually, I'm going to have them all up so people can, you know, I can like read it. Anyway, it's a question. I don't know what the brother David Banner said. Uh, Ms. Velasco said, I was saying that that was the question David Banner had asked the white regarding reparations. Would she be living to lower her lifestyle for the country to pay for it? I don't know what he said in reference to uh, reparations, David Banner. I don't either. And the answer is nobody wants less. Even the fat, ugly girl wants a fine man. She doesn't want a fat, dumpy dude like her. Fat women talk to slim guys. They don't talk to someone that looks like them. I thought Africans were starting to stand up to these MFs. Guess not. <laughs> well, sort of, but, you know, I'll put it like this. Let, let me put it like this. Look, when when Biden said to the African countries, that he quarantined them over COVID, that would have would have ended in 24 hours if they said, we're not shipping any more raw materials to the United States. Fuck y'all. It would have been reversed. Africans don't stand up to white people typically, although they're very arrogant and aggressive against FBAs. They, they, I wish I would to God they'd do it. In fact, I don't want Africans on their knees. I'm disgusted that they're on their knees. And I'm really disgusted that people who are being kicked around like we FBAs, you see all this smoke for us, and yet they run after, I've been around, it's amazing how they run after other people. Was there a question? No, that was just a statement. And uh, Reverend David Banner said, well, if you don't want to give up your lifestyle for reparations, then he's a ra then that person's a racist. Yes. yes, if you're not willing to give up something for things to get better, you're not serious. It's it's going to require sacrifice, and the people don't want to sacrifice anything. In fact, they want us to sacrifice dignity, self-respect, hope, future generations for them to be subsidized at our sufferance. Mm. Um, someone's got to give something up. In the words of Marvin Gaye, you got to give it up. And so, you know, you got to give up the pussy. We've taken you to Red Lobster for 400 years. When are we going to get some? <laughs> Any more questions, you guys, before we close out? Oh, yeah. We're about to end. But this has been good, man. And this wasn't as informative as the other one. But just in a nutshell, the police beat up jail. They do this. The police in France and in England have been doing workshops and programs with two sets of people. There's a thing called GENSA, the Jewish Institute for National Security Affairs, train police in America, England, France, and worldwide. And so you get a combination of anti-Black and anti-Palestinian police methods worldwide. That's what's happening. And the, every major city in the United States has a GENSA office. So our police are trained to treat us like Palestinians. And we pay taxes 
and we pay for these people to kill, beat, and torture us. We're paying for it. And they're black mayors and black Congress people. In fact, there's a nigger on the board of Jensa, um, Blackwell, the Negro who is attorney general in Ohio, a coon Republican, is on the board of Jensa. Black people who are affluent know that we're being destroyed and they don't care. Oh, Banter, you ask you're asking an interesting question here. I don't know if I uh Dr. Short wants to get into that aspect, but I'll put it up there and I'll read it to him. So what do you think about uh <laughs> Kill Gates gain to gain in Nigeria? I guess uh Bill Gates. Bill Gates and what? In Nigeria. His gain to Nigeria. Going to Nigeria. Going to Nigeria, excuse me. Okay. Well he's going. He's been everywhere else. I mean, it's right in our face. I mean, <laughs> look, Bill Gates is a a black person who basically works in service of uh, of himself and curing favor with white folks who does enough black stuff where you couldn't call him a total sellout. And on the other hand, um, I think I did an interview with someone and my mentor, uh, Martin Kilson, said that that Gates, in so many words, was uh, a coon in denial that black people, he felt that black people. I think think he might be talking about the billionaire Bill Gates. Oh, Bill Gates. Well, look, the Nigerian government doesn't care a damn about its people if it's not in that specific group. You have thousands of Nigerians dying in religious conflicts and so forth. There's so much corruption in Nigeria. They don't mind killing their own people or destroying the people as long as it's not their particular clan. So, you know, the African elite are like the Black Boule. They don't care about the ordinary people. So if Gates is over there to poison people, kill people, make people eat doo-doo and make them think it's plant-based meat, if you pay them, I read something. I don't know if it's it, it, the, the Nigerians. There's nothing that some of them won't do for money. So I, you know, Bill Gates has had all kinds of non-consensual human experimentation happen all over Africa. And if he pays the right people, they don't mind people, especially, for example, um, there is a word, a goomba. I think Goomba and uh, Dagumba, Dagumba, I think is a word, and Ghana. That's for people from the northern half of Ghana that are seen as basically less than. And Dagumba are seen as like, you know, worthless, useless, backward people. So when people go to Ghana, the government doesn't really do as much if people are doing human experiments on vaccines on Dagumba. Uh, it's the same way when people were dying from Ebola, uh, the government of Liberia, they they didn't see the Americongo elite, didn't see the people in West Point and other places that are dying from COVID or Ebola as it's sort of how the Greek letter Negroes see we non-Greeks. You know, sh- shit happens, death, black death happens. So Mr. Gates... Mr. Gates is known for being wicked and cruel and vicious. And yet the Nigerian heads of state, they don't have a problem 
they 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 don't have a problem with with uh, exploiting or hurting the people as long as they get paid they're very corrupt very 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 corrupt so uh and mr gates knows that and these same sorts of nigerian leaders are very much like the african chiefs that sold fellow africans to white people for practically nothing mm. um we black people wherever we are don't have a huge regard for our own lives and that's why we're in the mess that we're in with that we're gonna close out the show appreciate you guys for joining us remember like share subscribe make sure you guys donate to uh dr shorts uh, cash app you know uh he uh like dr randy short yes Dr. dr randy short Make it rain here. And it doesn't have to be a whole lot, but we get thousands and thousands of views. You realize if I got a buck from people watching or two bucks, oh my God, our channels would really be exploding. It's not like, I mean, there are people that do crazy stuff like send you a hundred and shoot. I'd rather 200 people send me five than one person one, send me a hundred. One last question. It really mm-hmm. is a statement. You can cash at me, shit. I know, you li- I know you'll like this one. She said, part of part of my family is from Louisiana. Do you ever discuss side chick raw, aka the French quarter, aka the the plasage? You're talking about this whole quadrone thing? I don't know. Side chick raw. I had a grandmother that was sold down to New Orleans that could pass for white. I talked to you about that in 1845. Yeah. Um I, I talked about, I mean, I'm certain I have family down there. We all do. Just this whole thing, it's not just the New Orleans. I mean, New Orleans, Baltimore, Savannah, we all have Mobile. You all have these places with quadrons. Yeah. She said, yes, Plus Age. Okay. I don't know what Plus Age is. I'm sorry, I don't know that word. I know what concubinage is. So if that's a Creole word, I don't know it. I'm sorry. With that, what does that mean if she could explain that? Yeah, Curious Child, can you uh, let Dr. Short know what that means, please? Okay. Well, the fact that they could have a black family with a free black woman. Okay, so that's called, but also the term most likely is called concubinage. So uh, that's a regional word, placage, but concubines would be uh, the term I'm familiar with, forgive me for not knowing the, the Creole term. That's that may not come up. <laughs> yeah, okay. she said they would put they would put the black woman up in the house in the French court. Yes, but that's that's concubinage. Yeah, yeah. Con- that, I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm only saying that the word you're using isn't a word <laughs> that maybe I've seen it, but didn't they didn't use that word? Concubinage is the term. Quadroon, octroon, quadroon balls. We could talk. That's a word I haven't heard. And she said, Feast of All Saints is a movie on it. Interesting. Okay. Well, send a link. Treat us like we're yeah, white. Put a, put a, put a, <laughs> yeah, put a link in the um in the chat. And uh, definitely it, it'll give all of us some a reference point to find out and get some history on that that, that particular incident and what had happened. But like I said, appreciate everybody for joining us tonight. And you have a job. And, and so we got to, like, let you go back to your, your slavery with white folks. So 
let this brother be a slave, okay? <laughs> now he, he's been free. Now it's time to go back to yes, the land. Yes, yeah, it's time to go back. Good night. Yeah. God bless and keep you. May his face shine upon you, give you peace. Share this channel, like this video. Let's get around the algorithm. Please join this channel. This brother had about four people like two weeks ago. Now it's like two something. We need to have 500 to 1,000 people on this channel. And then my work is done. I can work on my channel and other people's channels. But I try to like back people who are saying stuff to get them numbers. Uh, I think pe people think my crazy rhetoric uh, is interesting. Anyway, bless this channel. Uh, bless this guy. Like it. Share it. And of course, dash me. And if you can't do it this week, next week will be good. There'll always be a new book to get. Take care. Good night. We're out of here. Right?